Coming to you from the Morningstar Mission sponsored studio, this is Carl and Crew Mornings. Freedom on this Freedom Friday. Hope you're having a great week already. And uh, we got a couple of days left in this bad boy. One of them is today. And uh, we are rolling on a hot topic. We've been talking fruit flies. Let's, all right, what, do we, what have we learned about fruit flies? They're annoying. Okay, we true. knew that. <laughs> okay, sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> fruit flies are annoying. That's the first thing. It's just they're so annoying. somewhat seasonal. They're somewhat seasonal. Oh. In the winter months, they go away. Hmm. They lay 500 yeah. eggs yeah. at a time. 500 eggs at a time. That's gross. What else have we learned? Um, they're destructive. They really can keep you from enjoying fruit, can't they? Oh, yes. Yeah. What, what once was very delightful, yes, yeah, becomes can, garbage. Can really become garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to hit a hot topic today, guys. The redemption of time is one of the g- big fruit flies that are out there, right? And we're going to be talking about freedom in that, but we're going to be specifically dealing with something that Allie brought up when we were brainstorming this yesterday. Take it away, Allie. Yeah, I mean, I think you can have this sense. You get to a point where you go, what What am I doing with my life? Time is moving quickly. This happens sometimes when you see your watch your children grow or your grandchildren. You become a grandparent or you turn a certain age. Or God just gives us these windows where we're able to kind of step back almost out of ourselves for a minute. Not to sound weird, but it's like you step out of your normal routine and go, whoa, what am I doing? Yeah. And, and very often you come to a place where you go, I am, I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting my time. I'm not, I don't have anything to show for it. So true. And sometimes it's that awareness that leads to freedom. I'd never thought of this that deeply, but hang on, coming up here in a moment. You know, I think we underestimate the value of wondering what our life is amounting to. Yeah. That can be the thing that precipitates New birth in Christ. Hang on, we'll talk about it. Is it any wonder I've got too much time on my hands taking away with my sanity? I've got too much time on my hands. It's hard to be such a calamity. I've got too much Taken away with my sanity, and this is a calamity. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty good rhyme in there. there Actually, go. pretty good insight into life as we know it. Uh, Carl and crew mornings helping you take your next step with Jesus on this Freedom Friday. We're talking about time redemption. By the way, we've got Drew Dick coming up at the bottom of the hour. You're going to want to be here for that. But we're talking about the power of the clock to be leveraged by God to show us our need for him. You know, I had a big birthday this past year. I won't tell you what birthday it was, but it was one of those milestone ones that does cause you to step back. And it messed with me a little bit. I I, I wouldn't say it was a full on like midlife crisis, <laughs> but it definitely was one of those birthdays as, as it got closer and closer. I found myself really taking stock of things and going, am I, am I doing what God's called me to do? Am I, you know, is the fruit of my life um, glorifying to God. Yeah, those and, are good and these questions. These are good questions to ask all the time, but there is something about birthdays, seeing your children get older, becoming a grandparent, maybe becoming a parent, graduating mm-hmm. from college. Each of these, at each of these steps, you step back and go, Am I wasting my life? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'd never thought of this. When you mentioned that earlier, I thought, man, you know, I think in everyone's freedom story, and on Freedom Friday, we love to celebrate how God has transformed lives. And we and you might be sitting here today, and we're going to tell you coming up in our next segment how you can redeem time in like no other way, and that's by having a relationship with Jesus. But when I was 23 years old, February 11th of 1984, and God said to me, are you done yet? I was years of cocaine abuse, alcohol abuse, uh, really just trying to run from that void in my soul. There isn't, I'd never thought of it this way, but there was an added sense of what am I doing with my life? Which means time is clicking by. Yeah. What's going on here? There's that sense that time is moving fast. There's also a sense of that time is really short. You lose somebody unexpectedly or you you start to lose friends who are your age. And all of a sudden you go, I don't have a, as much time as maybe I thought I did. Because yeah. when, you're, when you're young, you feel like you've got all the time in the world. And reminding ourselves of this is important because so important. it's time is short. I mean, I've got a son, my adult son, he'll walk through graveyards a couple of times a year. He just walks through them. Really? Oh, yeah. He says it's one of the best things you can do for yourself. Just to remind himself. Yep. Just, he'll just find a graveyard and go walking through it, read the headstones and go, all these guys that are buried here, you know, they had a space of time. Mm-hmm. That's what they had. Yeah. And the question you got to ask yourselves is, am I pointed the right direction, number one? And that's what we talk about on Freedom Fridays. Am I pointed the right direction? You might say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, Jesus, when he invited people into new life, he said, if you're going to have your life count, you got to point it a new direction because you're heading the wrong way and Mm -hmm. time is wasting away. Hang on. What does Jesus say? that can redirect your life. What is the key word that you need to know on this Freedom Friday? Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, we're going to jump right in here. Uh, have you ever plugged in a your app, an address, and you're heading on a road and you see how much time it's going to take to get there, but you're stuck on a road going the wrong direction. And you see on the map, you'll see the blue line where you've got to go. Mm-hmm. I think it's blue line on my map app. And But you see, in order to get going the right direction, I got to go all the way up there and turn around. And it shows the cloverleaf on overpass. And then you got to come back all the way. So really, you got to jump that median, but you can't jump the median. Right. So in order to turn around, you got to go up there. It's kind of like our life. Sometimes it's like, okay, it's going to take 22 minutes to get to your destination. But because I'm headed the wrong way, uh uh-oh, I got to turn this thing around. (laughs) And time is clicking away here. Right, yeah. And I want to be at a certain location. You know, God said that through his son, Jesus. He said to his disciples, follow me. The word repent, follow me, disciple, all those are interchangeable. And it the word repentance actually means to turn around. It indicates movement, but we got to turn around. And the premise is this. We're born with our backs to God and we're headed down this broad path that leads to destruction. And time's wasting away. And Jesus says, turn around. 
Don't waste your life. Yeah. Today is the day. Today is your moment of freedom. And when we turn around and we head toward God, now our lives are directed where we can mark time, but marking time headed the right way. And you sometimes you think about the things that the world attaches to significance. Like if you've lived a certain number of years and you've accumulated a, a, a portfolio of some sort, or maybe you own some properties or you have grandchildren, there's all these things that the world will grab onto and say, yes. I'm not, I haven't wasted my life. My time here has been significant because of X, Y, Z, because I've done these things. But what's the ultimate thing? The ultimate thing is that when we give our lives to Jesus, we don't know what that, what, what will come next. We don't know what direction he'll take us. We know that we're following him and we know that our eternal home is with him. And all of a sudden, none of the, all of the things that we counted as gain was just reading this the other day, are now counted as loss because of the surpassing greatness of just knowing him. Yeah, right on. And I, I just want to ask you something. Is time wasting away? And do you have certainty that you're headed the right direction with the moments of the day? I love what Moses said in the only song that he wrote. It's written in Psalm 90, verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Are you looking at your time through your own priority system? And how's that working for you? And might it be time right now to plug into your spiritual GPS a new direction? And that God wants to be your leader. And I, I'll tell you this right now. If you've never done that before, and today is the first day that you've ever said, you know what? I've been heading my own way. I've been marking time. Time is wasting away. I don't know really what I've done with my life. And you feel God tugging at your heartstrings saying, turn around and follow me. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. And you might say, how am I going to do this? How do they do this? Well, it requires you first acknowledging what's true about you. And that is that is that you are hopelessly lost apart from Jesus, regardless of how successful or unsuccessful you may feel in a worldly sense. We are born with our back to God, as Carl says. So that means that we will spend eternity separated from God, if not for the intervention of Jesus. So what's required of you is to say, I am a sinner. I've not lived a perfect life. I've missed the mark in so many ways. Today, I turn around. I repent. I go in a new direction. Today, I follow Jesus. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, that he took a penalty on a cross. He gave his life, taking the penalty that I deserved, but he didn't stay dead. He rose again on the third day so that I could have new life in him. If you can say today, yes, I, I believe that today I follow Jesus. You might have been marking time going this certain direction that you've been on, but today is a day when God's saying to you, repent, and you're saying, I hear his voice, Carl. I hear his voice. He's calling me to turn around. Then today, right now, right now, today, the time you'll spend on this new path, the narrow path, the path less traveled is highly redeemed. And on it, God's going to teach you more and more each day how to redeem those minutes. I'm learning more and more each day how time is redeemed, and you can too. 
But Ali said it. You got to turn around. It's repentance. It's recognizing I have sin. I'm missing the mark where I'm aiming my life. The hours of my day are not aimed at the right things. And today I want to turn around. Is that you? Good. Are you willing to acknowledge you've got sin in your life and that you're missing the mark and the reason you're headed the right way is you've been playing by your rules? Good. Then pray with me. Right now, Jesus, I believe you did die for me. I believe I not only needed it, I believe in my heart that you have something better for me. I'm ready. I want to take hold of the life that you have for me today. I am turning around. I'm exiting my path. And I'm looping back. I'm turning around. I'm going a whole new way today. Tell him this right now. Jesus, I give you my life. I give you the hours of my day. I give you the minutes of my day. I surrender them all to you today. And pray it in Jesus' name. And I say over you, amen, and let it be. If that is you, I want you to move on something right now. Text the word welcome as soon as you can safely do so. Text welcome to 312-274-9624. We just have a link we want to send you that's going to give you some next steps. Text welcome to 312-274-9624. Now that you're headed a brand new way, and you are, and you can stick around Stay with us. Bottom of the hour, we're going to be talking about a couple of key central passages of Scripture. And then we got an expert coming in here. Yep. If you want to get serious about time redemption, we've got an author. He wrote a book called Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science. Hang on. We're going to get into it with Drew Dick coming up. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Drew Dick with us this morning on this Freedom Friday. He's an acquisitions editor with Moody Publishers. He's also the author of a really cool book. I love this one. It's called Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science. All right. Uh, Drew, let me ask you a question. Have you studied time management? I have. And more importantly, I have wasted so much time. (laughs) (laughs) You're an expert on how to not do it. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. It's like the marriage expert that's been married five times. No, that's not bad. But, um, yeah. That's great. Well, hold on. I got a question for you. What are your favorite time wasters? I'll, I'll tell you the, the number one. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, and that's my phone. Mm. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I, I need my phone for my job, but I don't need to spend every waking minute on it. I don't need to start my day by checking the news or see what people are saying on social media. Right. <laughs> or look up old friends on Facebook or whatever it is. Right. I can't tell you how many times I have, you know, started scrolling on my phone and you look up and half the morning's gone. Right. Oh man. So that's a, that's a huge challenge. Um, and I, I don't think I'm alone. Uh, you read the stats on how much time we spend on our phones and it is sobering. So that is a huge problem, uh, for me at least. Okay. Let, let me give you two central passages that we're going to be working with heavily today here. And this is really cool. I actually put this in my book, the seven resolutions in it's in a resolution called redeem time. And here's, here's what I discovered. I was blown away by this. Check this out. So teach us to number our days, said Moses, that we may get a heart of wisdom. So hold on to that one. 
and then we're going to find a common thread here. This is so cool. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Here's this wisdom thing again, comma, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Here's what's weird. Wise people don't redeem time, Drew. Time redeemers become wise, according to the scriptures. How hope-giving is that? Amen. Yes. And I think sometimes as Christians, or especially people in ministry, you might think that you might spiritualize things and say, oh, I don't need to think about time management. It's not that important. Um, I'll just, you know, follow the leading of the Lord. But here's the problem is that this is just a way of talking about stewarding the most precious resource that God has given you. (laughs) That is your time. Yes. How you spend your days. So it's a hugely important topic. And that doesn't mean you have to have every life hack in the world or anything, but you'd have to have a little bit of intentionality about setting up your days so you don't fritter away large chunks of time on dumb or unimportant things. A lot of this deals with the issue of self-control. Yep. If, you, if it's a phone thing, if it's a Netflix thing, if it's a, a you name it, we're t- other time wasters. Uh, you talk a lot about self-control in your book. What did you discover? Let's start with brain science. What did you discover about brain science? Well, the number one takeaway for me, reading some of the literature on the topic is that our self-control is weak. <laughs> and I think as Christians, we know this, right? Right. So we don't want to rely upon our willpower. You know, there have been a lot of studies showing that willpower, that is our ability to do difficult things or fend off temptation, is finite. It's limited, and it runs out. So we might be able to do something difficult for a while or resist temptation, but eventually we're going to cave. And so what you want to do when it comes to this topic of, of time management is make success as easily as easy as possible for you. And with the phone, which is a huge fruit fly, right? Yes. Something that, that, that messes with our ministry fruit. For me, I just, I don't sit there and have it on my desk and battle the temptation to look at it when I'm bored. I get it out of my office. This has been a recent thing I've had to do because I realize I'm spending way too much time on it. So I actually get it out of my office uh, or if that isn't possible, like at least put it up high on a bookshelf somewhere where you can't just reach for it easily because you may have to, you know, someone's going to call you, your boss is going to uh, check in with you and you have to get <laughs> to your phone. But don't make it too easy. That's one tip that I give people. Yeah, no, that's a great life hack. I mean, accessibility to problems is the biggest problem for sure. Um, OK, Drew, exactly. self-control has the word self. Now, you've alluded to it, but I want to break it down. Coming up, I want you to take us into both the brain science and then the spirit of God that sets us free from self-control. Because self-control is a fruit of the spirit, not a fruit of Allie, Drew, and Carl being (laughs) fancy or cute or strong in our own strength. So coming up, Drew Dick, he is the author. Guys, by the way, we're going to give away a few copies. You keep it pinned right here and you got a treat coming your way. Your future self will thank you. Secrets to self-control from the Bible. We're talking time redemption today. Important topic. It really is. We do not want to be time wasters. No. How does self-control work when it's the fruit of the spirit and it's out of our control? Coming up. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We have special guest Drew Dick with us right now, author of Your Future Self Will Thank You. He's been featured at USA Today, Huffington Post, CNN.com. Yeah. Drew, I love having you here, my man. Let's talk about self-control, but let's break it down. Self-control, according to 
Paul in the book of Galatians is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Why do we Christians try to bootstrap what God never intended to be that way? <laughs> you know, that's a great question, and it's an important corrective, because I think when we hear that term self-control, especially if we've just read secular books on the topic, we think of someone who's kind of a, a, a ninja of self-discipline, yep. right? They can bootstrap their way to success by their own grit or willpower. They can achieve this. Of course, Scripture is talking about something totally different. Like you said, it's a fruit of the Spirit. And what does that mean? Well, it, like a fruit has, or a, a tree has to be connected to the ground and to soil, to, to water in order to produce fruit. We have to be connected to God in order to produce this fruit of the Spirit in our lives. So it's actually a little deceiving because self-control isn't all reliant upon the self, at least from a Christian perspective. You have to be connected to your Creator to see this, this, uh, this uh, ability grow in your life. So that's why it's so important to think about spiritual disciplines. You know, when it comes to this topic we've been talking about of time management, the best way to start your day isn't by scrolling Twitter or Instagram. The best way is to start in the word or in prayer, some way of connecting with your creator first thing. And this is interesting. I stumbled upon secular studies showing that if you spend just five or 10 minutes a day in prayer or meditating, it actually makes you more productive, more focused throughout the rest of your day. So it's just incredible to me how these spiritual disciplines that, of course, Christians have been doing for millennia actually make us more effective at what we do. So that was encouraging to me. Yeah. Drew, there's something about wasting time that brings some shame. If you've ever spent a day where you had intended to do something, maybe many somethings, and you got derailed by maybe Instagram or something else where it was wasted, what, what do you say about that aspect of it, the shame aspect that often goes hand in hand with time wasted? Well, the first thing I'd say is it's real because <laughs> I've been there, right? Yeah. You go, oh, my goodness, I've wasted all afternoon or half the morning or whatever it is. And here's the problem with that. If you wallow in that shame and guilt, it can actually make you less productive. You'd think maybe beating yourself up would be motivating, but it does the opposite. One interesting study, this was on diet researchers, but they found that when people messed up just a little bit on their diet, say they had a piece of candy or one slice of cake, uh, they termed it the what the heck effect. Um, I'm yeah. Christianizing it a little yep. bit, but it's the what the heck effect. <laughs> yep. where basically, they said, I mm. messed up, the diet's ruined, and now I'm just going to go on a full-on binge, and their behavior actually got worse. Well, that applies to all kinds of areas of life, especially time-wasting. You think, well, you know what? This day's already shot. It's mm. 11 a.m., yeah. and here I am. I haven't accomplished anything. Well, here's the thing. You can say, hey, listen, Lord, I need your help. I need to focus. I have things to get done that are important important to me, important to the kingdom. I need your help this afternoon. I'm going to get that phone off my desk. I'm going to, I'm going to say a little prayer, read a psalm, and I'm going to focus for the afternoon because you can start fresh. Uh, there was another study that talked about the fresh start effect, and that is that when people perceive that they have a blank slate, that they're starting new, their productivity and effectiveness actually increases. And that's where it's so important as Christians to get that fresh start from God going back back to your creator and saying, hey, listen, I need your help. I need a fresh start. I need forgiveness for whatever it is and starting over again. Okay. Drew Dick is our guest right now. He's written the book, Your Future Self Will Thank You. And it will. You'll look and go, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for humbling yourself under God's mighty hand. If you think about secrets to self-control from the Bible, what are a couple secrets that we haven't touched on yet that you think would be a big asset in time management? 
Well, one, and this is stressed over and over throughout Scripture, and, and basically I put it this way, lone rangers are dead rangers. If you're trying to live the Christian life, or even if you're trying to manage your time all by yourself, uh, you're a sitting duck. It's not going to work. So what you need is other people to come alongside you, maybe people with similar goals or similar struggles, and help you out. You need accountability. So that, that's one huge thing. That's this is big. never meant to be done in isolation. So whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever you're trying to do, find you know some fellow strugglers on the road with you to check in with you, to keep you accountable, and you will see great strides in, in uh, your progress. I believe it 100%. Thank you so much for being with us today, Drew. Hey, thank you. Have a great day. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. Have you ever had one of those birthdays approach that you're both excited but kind of dreading? You're grateful for the passing of another year, absolutely. But you also have this sense of, boy, I'm I'm kind of getting getting up there. Does that sound crazy? For your age, yes, it does. Well, okay, oh, but remember but remember when you were my age though. I know. It's you feel true. That. It's all relative. It's remember all relative. You- and you okay, so let me give you a little bit of backstory. So I was the kid who skipped a grade. You were always one of the youngest. I was always a full year to year and a half younger than everybody at everything. And so I kind of had this sense of, I almost took pride in that, in my youth. As crazy as that sounds, it seems so foolish looking back. But I graduated high school just after I turned um, I turned 17 right before graduation. I was a college freshman all, at 17 years old, started working in broadcasting. I was a ripe 21 <laughs> working with peers who were, you know, four, five, six years older yeah. than me. And so I always was young and that became a source of pride. Well, you know, coming up on this birthday, I was like, I'm not young anymore. And what am I doing with my life? And I had, I don't want to call it a midlife crisis because I, I don't think it was life? a full on midlife crisis. But oh, I think it was a, that was a big one. We walked you through that. That was a lot of tears. <laughs> Come on, it wasn't Just that. Dr- it, it was internally, though, it messed with me. Oh, yes, and it did sure cause it did. me to take stock of things and go, God, am I doing what you've called me to do? And I, I feel like I am. But there was this internal wrestling of the passage of time, the looking forward and going, you know, if I live till 80 or 90, I've already lived half of my life. Yeah. Am, am, I, am I making good use of it? It's a good question to ask. Coming up here, we are going to tackle this, and uh, we're going to hold you on here for just a second before I give this one to you. Sorry about that, Boom Crew. But there is a net result of time redemption that is repeated in Scripture. It's the promise that is attached to the redemption of time. And it's almost surprising. I've been a life hack my whole life long since I can remember. But when you're life hacking time and you're a Jesus follower, time redemption takes on a whole new dimension. Got to go into work? Don't worry. Check out the Carl and Crew Showcast wherever you like to stream. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Freedom Friday today. We're talking about time. How you spend it, how you invest it, sometimes this sense that you might be wasting time. Got a text message from somebody who's listening and going, great topic. Tonight, I'm going to the 50th anniversary of starting high school. My fear is having to face how little I've done with my life since then. 50 years went by in a flash. What do you say to this person 
ready to go into maybe what feels like an intimidating environment tonight because of the passage of time and they're feeling that they don't have much to show for it. Two things. One, you've done a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. Stop that right now. God has worked in you in ways that you have need to sit down and write it down. You know, I really believe this, especially for those that have been transformed by the power of God. If you look back, the things that God has helped you avoid, the the challenges that he's helped you navigate through, the things that you have done, sometimes it's good to timeline your life. Yes, look at the lows. There's great lessons there. But look at the peaks. And I venture to say, if you look back, you will find no less than 10 to 20 big things that are peaks of God's faithfulness and goodness in our life. And I think that's the key is that looking at accomplishments as the believer is so much different than looking back on a life of accomplishments in the world. So yeah. if I'm if I'm going to a 50-year anniversary and I'm not a Christ follower, then I'm going to be leaning on things like the business that I started or how much I've accumulated in my bank account. The jokes you can tell. The jokes I can tell, you know, maybe awards that I've won or right. things that my kids are doing that, that I can brag about. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things kind of become the thing that what I use to prop myself up to feel yeah. accomplished. Totally. But as the Christ follower, we look at things differently. Yeah, we do. Our idea of success is not based on what we've done. It's based on who we are in Christ. And what he's done. What he's done. It's an amazing thing. The pressure's off that way. The other thing I'd say is this. On this Freedom Friday, this is a day to put a stake in the ground. By the way, coming up top 7 o'clock hour, we're going to have a guest with us, Drew Dick. And one of the things that he writes about and loves to talk about is that there is something igniting about having a fresh slate. Uh, I tell people all the time, I have dear friends that say, I'm starting my goals over again. I'm, I'm getting back on the horse and riding. Good. Good. Keep getting back on the horse. The horse might look at you funny after a while, but keep getting <laughs> back on the horse. Don't let that thing throw you off. And again, the promise of the day is this. Teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You start redeeming time today. Just get a day planner. And I mean use it. Begin to take hold of your days. This is a day. And I, I, I play with this with a lot of people. I go 24 hours you've got in a day. 24 hours. Let's say you get a great night's sleep. Let's say you get a great night's sleep. Eight hours. You got 16 hours left. 16 hours. You know how long that is? Just do this. If you got time today, do this. Go stand, find a wall. Do it at work. Tell everyone, leave me alone. I'm doing an exercise. Go find a wall. Go plant your schnozola up against that wall. Go face that wall for five minutes. It's an eternity. Or even try to do a plank for one. Well, just do do something (laughs) for a few minutes. Just go up against the wall, put your schnozzle against the wall, just stand there for five minutes. It's forever. Do you know how much time we have? 16 hours in a day after eight hours of good. That's a lot of time. I tell people all the time, if people say this to me sometimes, how do you get so much done? 
And I have a lot of things I get done. But I got to tell you, you got 16 hours in a day. It is unbelievable. And by the way, when I say getting so much done, I'm talking in 16 hours. What if you committed three hours of that, just three hours of that, to reading books, doing some artwork, going on walks, having a three-hour conversation with someone that you love, you still got 13 hours left. No, I mean, a day is a long time. Yeah, and I mean, and I know you you work a job and you have to do a commute and a lot of those hours, I get it. You're already, your wheels are already starting to spin. Yeah, but that's (laughs) 10. all of that, those, there's a lot of things that are grabbed up, but I think the principle is, is clear. Oh, we got time. Time is a gift and a lot of times we have more of it than what we think we do. Oh, we do. We absolutely do. Freedom Friday. Want to hear from you. Have you wrestled with this question of man, time is moving fast or man, time is short. How did God use sort of that wrestling to really spur you on? Maybe it's a freedom story. Maybe it's salvation. Maybe it's something else. You had to step back and take stock of things and it prompted some change. 312-274-9624. Love this topic. You can't tell. I don't get too fired up about time. But Not at no. all. I, I am... <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, we got to commit a whole day to this again someday soon. We got to get it on the calendar here. Maybe today? Maybe maybe talk about it today. Hey, Boom Crew, this is Matt Forte. Huddle up, because we're taking our next step with Jesus here on Carl and Crew in the Morning. I don't know where you're at today, but do you feel like the, the road that you're on is marking time down the wrong path? Do you feel like that? 9025 uh, texted in earlier and said they felt like that, gave their life to Jesus today. 9919 did the same thing. How about you? I want to make sure that we're really clear here. I want to give you hope, my friend. I know that you can be looking at your life today feeling like, what have I done with my life? If you've never given your life to Jesus, you've done nothing that's moving your life down the road toward the life that you think you want but Jesus can change it all. He loved you so much, God did. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to earth, that if you will believe in him, you will not only not perish for eternity, not die for eternity, you will live today and forevermore. So when you head out of this life, it's like a comma, it's like an ellipsis, dot, 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 and woo, shazam, here I am in the presence of God. Now, you might ask the question, how in the world do I get off this path that I'm on? I'm glad you mentioned that because that's exactly what Jesus said. He said, life is like going down a roadway. And he says, we're all born with our backs to God on this broad path that leads ultimately, all the time that you're marking on this broad path leads to, it's a hard word, destruction. There's nothing good that happens here. But if you will turn around, give your life to Jesus, everything will change. Now, really quickly, I'll I'll do this quickly. February 11th of 1984 was the time that God put me on a path that was marking time that changed the course of everything for me, man. I was on a path I had never met my bride I'd I'd never had my kids. I'd never be sitting here. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Be sitting here? 
No way in the world. Great. Not even See? a thought. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be really bold in life giving about this. I was so looking for life on that broad path that and it does. It seems like another person. You know why? Because it was the old is gone. The new has come for Carl. I was I was a early 80s cocaine kid, man. I was raised in Alaska where most of us that didn't know Christ had a few hundred bucks in one pocket and a gram of cocaine in the other. We'd go belly up to the bar at Chilkoot Charlie's or Swiftwater Bills or Gussie Lamores. Those are my three favorite watering holes. And it was empty. Now, you might say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not snorting coke or drinking alcohol like that, Carl. But what is your idol of choice? What is? What are you trying to find life in? I'm asking you to find life in Jesus today because it's the only life to be lived, and you will mark time so differently from this day forward. If you have never given your life to Jesus, do it today. Are you done yet? Are you done? Right now in this moment, I'm going to just ask God, God, would you please pull back blinders right now? Help a blind man or a blind woman to see, to see your love, to see your grace, to see your power, to see change. And right now, if that's you and the blinders are coming down and you see your life for what it is and you're seeing the hope that Jesus is putting in front of you, give your life to Jesus today. Turn around. And this is how. Do you believe that you are missing the mark in your life? You're not hitting the target. You believe and you know without a doubt today that you have sin in your life and that you need someone to save you from you. If your answer is yes, great. Now turn around. Give your life to Jesus. Believe that he died for you. Believe that he's alive. He's risen from the grave, our Jesus did. And give your life to him today. Just say to him right now, you can do this in your car while you're driving. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I, I will, I'm willingly admitting today that my life needs to be saved from me. I, I don't know where I'm getting the courage to admit this, God. Just tell him this, but tell him, I admit to you today, I need a Savior, someone to change my life. And today I give my life to Jesus. I turn around. Every bit of it you've got now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If that's you, we want to help you. We're here for you in this moment if you can get to the side of the road safely, act on it right now. We've got something we want to send your way. Just text the word WELCOME to 312-274-9624. WELCOME to 312-274-9624. Yeah, just shoot us that text. We're going to send you a little PDF that's got this great little next steps to take. I looked at this again yesterday. It's a great little quick start. It'll give you a list of churches you can look for in your area. Just 
text us welcome to 312-274-9624. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Got a couple central passages of scripture. This is, you want something mind-blowing here? We're getting calls, by the way. Let me do two things at one time. We're getting calls around this whole issue of freedom around time. Yeah, you came to some sort of why in the road where you felt the passage of time or the shortness of your days, and it caused you to make some sort of change. That's what we're looking for. Freedom stories around time. 312-274-9624. Time is an amazing thing. It's There's two central passages of scripture that deal with time, I mean, head on. And a lot of us think, and you might have gotten up this morning, and if you've ever felt like this, it's like, man, I don't feel like I'm very wise. I, I know that sense that you have. I've talked with people who say, Pastor Carl, I just make bad choices. I don't seem to make the right moves at the right time. I feel like a failure. Wisdom is not something that you're born with. You can get a leg up with good parenting. Absolutely. I mean, moms and dads can deposit a lot of wisdom into us, right? Sure. But wisdom is born first. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But check this out. Moses said this, teach us to number our days, O Lord, that we may get a heart of wisdom. I love saying it, and I'm going to keep repeating it. Wisdom is the fruit of time redemption. Wise people don't redeem time. Scripture is clear also in Ephesians 5, 15 through 16, that wisdom is the fruit of redeeming time. Get a day planner in your hand. Take control of the half hours of the day and watch what will happen. The promise is true. Wisdom's coming our way. So if you want to be wise, you start to make the best use of your days, knowing that wisdom follows. We see it in Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. When we get freed from self-loathing, look out. Claire, that's your story from Elgin. What do you say, Claire, on this Freedom Friday? Hey, Carol and everybody. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Okay, I'm calling because I feel like testimony is really important. And I struggled with shame and disappointment in myself, self-loathing for years. I'm 69 years old. People didn't know it, but my husband really knew it and my kids knew it. And I would go into these deep, depressed weeks and weeks. I thought the world's better off without me. Um, I'm such a disappointment to everybody. I need to get it. I need to move. I need to do something to uh, free my family from me. And the Lord spoke to me one time. I would put myself down all the time. And it was really a huge struggle. And I was ashamed of my struggle. I was ashamed of my shame, which is so dumb. But um, the Lord said, I don't want you to, I don't want you to say those things anymore. I felt like a gentle whispered in my heart he yes. said i don't want to do that anymore and i thought was that was that you lord did you just say that and silence and i thought well it sounds like something he would say so i'm going to obey him and i'm not going to do it anymore and i don't do it anymore and i cannot tell you i am a completely different person i don't struggle with that stuff at all anymore condemnation is gone <clears throat> i recognize it in other people and i 
try to share my testimony because it'll kill you. Yeah, it'll, this is great. It, it really will end your life if you let it. And, and it's not of the Lord. He wants us to have our identity in him and speak the things to our heart that he says, not the things our father said or our failures said. Claire, this but is so powerful. It's a whole different world. Well, and here's what's amazing. Self-loathing is a weird thing, isn't it, Claire? Because we self-loathe most often in secret. And it'll bubble out so your husband knew it, your kids knew it. They must see a change in you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I tell them because not all of them are walking with the Lord, but this is powerful. They they have to pause and think about this one because they see it. <laughs> That is awesome. I love that. That is freedom. <laughs> you know, I you know, yeah. it's it's let our light so shine before men that they will see our good deeds and glorify our Father who is in heaven. And you know what, Claire? The greatest witness you have to your kids is your life. And you are shining, sister. That's freedom. You know, that's what he is, guys. He steps into the dark and he sets people like Claire free from struggling with self-loathing and he changes everything on this Freedom Friday. What's your story, Trish in Bro- uh, Bolingbrook? What do you say, Trish? Good morning. Amen to Claire. Yeah. I'm right there with Claire. Okay. So uh, to make my story as fast as I possibly can, I'm the queen of procrastination, Scarlett O'Hara syndrome. No, I'll, I'll worry about that tomorrow. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I just saw a hamster wheel. You know, I was running and running and running. So nothing's get accomplished. You know, it was nothing in my life was getting accomplished. So I've struggled with eating and sugar, and I love sugar. You know, I'm a baker. So um, and for 40 years, I just, I, I was constantly struggling with this. And one day I'm reading all my old journals, and I'm seeing this broken girl. You know, this girl that's like, I just battling like, Lord, please take this away from me. Please take this away from me. But I needed to make the first steps, you know? And so we had a retreat through my church at uh, Lena's retreat house. And it was about by abiding in Christ. So I'm like, you know what? Uh, After that weekend, I thought about it and I'm like, I I need to give him all of me. And I've been a Christian since I was a little girl, but I just really needed to give him all of me. So I decided that I was going to give up, I have to take the first step as well, you know, Right. the Holy Spirit can help me, but I also need to step into the water here. <laughs> so um, I, I got a book and I went through this book day by day as it was an addiction and um, the Holy Spirit made it easier every single day. And I'm almost a, a year sugar-free on the 12th of November. Wow. And this is something deal. that wouldn't happen. But during this time, God just removed a veil on my eyes and in the closeness I have with him now with the Holy Spirit. Now I can't even, I can't even express that, Ooh. that the freedom that the Holy Spirit, I mean, I can't even, I can't, I just want everybody to feel this because it's, it's there, it's there, but it's hidden behind an idol. That thing was my idol, you know, and I loved it. And I, and I, I obsessed over it every single day and I wouldn't go out, you know, with my kids when they were small, cause I was heavy and what would people think of their mom? And, you know, I, I wrecked so much. I feel like I did, you know, but God was with me through every single moment in my life. And I've, I've straight off a lot of paths, but I promise if you make time management, if you make 
him first in your day. Make him first in your morning if you can. Or, or yes. I don't know, the rest will all fall. He will make your yes. path straight. He totally will. He's the light. He's a light in our darkness. I can't even, I don't know. This is like taking everything out of me to call this morning. You know how I am. <laughs> no, this I is awesome. Trish, this is great. <laughs> this is life, sister. And it's that kind of freedom. And you know what, Trish, you said something that is so right on. And thank you, sister, for calling in. The The point is, and, and sometimes, yes, it can be turned into a legalism, but it doesn't have to be. Boom Crew, listen to me. Making Jesus the first thing in the morning. We had, a, we, we had Drew Dick in here earlier, and he said it. It can turn into a legalism, but if you slow down, because I, I love it. I got this sent in to me from a, a great dude at 180 Chicago, Bruce Watts, sent it in two days ago. It's a, it's a statement from Navy SEALs that they live by. Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. And some of you are on this hamster wheel of, God, I'm not good enough. God, I'm not this. It's stop. Meet with Jesus in the morning. It will set your day on the right course. Let him break those idols. Awesome story, Trish. We're ready for your story on this Freedom Friday. You've got a story of being set free. Maybe you were a procrastinator. Uh, Maybe you were prideful. All of us have these issues that we have to bring to the foot of the cross and say, I can't do this without you, Jesus. Give us your freedom story, 312-274-9624. Just tuning in? Hear what you missed with the Carl and Crew Showcast. Just go to carlandcrew.org. You got Pastor Corey Brooks with us right now. Good morning, Pastor. Hey, good morning, Carl. So, what's going? You got anything going on tomorrow, or can we go out and get some breakfast, or what do you get? What's go, what's going on tomorrow? <laughs> well, you can't go get breakfast, but after that, you want to stop by King Drive on sixty six twenty South King Drive. We are finally officially breaking ground tomorrow. Oh, I'm thrilled for you. You got pep in your step, my friend. What's God doing right now? Come on, give us a story. What's what's he doing? So we're, we're right now they're preparing. Uh, they're putting up the tents and they're getting everything ready. We got a big groundbreaking ceremony tomorrow. We're going to have a harvest fest to, to, to top it off. And it starts at 11 o'clock. We're inviting everybody from across the city of Chicago, especially the Mooley listeners, who have been so generous and uh, blessed us so much. And, of course, Carl, you and the team are, and the crew are always invited to come on out and have some good food and a lot of fun and festivities. Oh, it's going to be great. Corey, we are so proud of you, man. This is <laughs> – man, you've been on the long wow. road, baby, doing this. This has got to be fulfilling for you, and the joy of the Lord must be welling up inside you. Yeah, you know, the, the joy of the Lord is welling up inside. I mean, I'm, I'm so appreciative and thankful that God gave me an opportunity to do this. Um, but we still have a long way to go. You know, we've been blessed thus far. After 11 months, we've raised $20 million to, to be able to get to this point of breaking ground. But our goal is that we're believing God to do it debt-free. So we're trying to raise this last $15 million and I'm believing God is going to yeah. do it. And I'm yeah. going to stay with it. I'm going to keep saying it. And um, we're just gonna we're gonna see God do a great work here on the South Side of Chicago. And so this is gonna be the Leadership and Economic Opportunity Center, sixty six twenty South Dr. Martin Luther King Drive, right here in Chicago. Uh, what is your vision for how God is going to use this community center? 
Well, it's all about giving people an opportunity. You know, there's a lot of people who have lost hope, a lot of people who have lost opportunities. And we want to give them the opportunities that they've been missing to learn construction trades, to learn entrepreneurship, to get trauma counseling, all in an environment where the love of Christ is shared. Uh, our, our, our church is going to be volunteering and working. So we're already learning and training on how we can um, share Christ and share the gospel through That's love so and good. action. So it's going to be a remarkable place. That's so good. Let me just do this right now, Pastor. And I know you got a lot going on. We'll cut you loose, but let me pray over you, Father, over Pastor Corey. Thank you for his faithfulness. Thank you for his trailblazing spirit. I'm asking, Lord, that you would let his joy within him just well up, overflowing. And, and Father, would you fill that gap, that little $15 million gap? Would you let that just roll in? Sometimes, Lord, I just feel in my heart that some people are going to say, wow, it's happening. I'm in. Let it be. And we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want amen. Bless more. You both. Thanks, Corey. If you want more information on Project Hood, I've got a keyword for you. Just text Hood. Hood stands for Helping Others Obtain Destiny. Really cool effort in this groundbreaking ceremony tomorrow. All the information is on the website. Just text the word Hood. We'll get you hooked up with Pastor Corey Hood to 312-274-9624. Ever wonder what happens when the mics are off? Find out on Carl and Crew Mornings Facebook and Instagram. You know, the amazing thing is that we can make idols out of almost anything. 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 Good things, really good things can become idols. Julie in Northern, that's your story, huh, Julie? Yes, great. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. What is your story, Julie? So I was addicted to running. Um, I started running when I was about 18. I got married when I was 28. Um, I was running anywhere from 70 to 90 miles a week. Um, Even on my wedding day, I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and ran. Wow. (laughs) And, um, you know, I hardly ever missed a day. And... A couple of years later, I became really sick. I had the Hong Kong flu that developed into pneumonia. I was on my back for about six weeks. What God and show you? The Lord nearly let me die. Mm. Because during that time, he just kept kind of pounding me with this idea, why in the world are you doing this? And, you know, there were two things. It had become my idol, but you get the endorphin high and you know it you actually don't feel a lot of pain and um it it was addicting in a a couple of ways and after i recovered from that horrid illness i i just realized i need to change my life and and god just it it wasn't hard and God just changed my whole relationship to sports and athletics. And, you know, that was over 30 years ago. And I'm, I'm free from that. It's amazing. Julie, thank you for calling in. You know, this, this ought to encourage you, Boom Crew, because we can take even the good things. Because some people are listening to this going, she's addicted to running. I'm addicted to not running. I'm addicted to not walking. <laughs> no, I mean, you think about running. I would, you children can become <clears throat> idle. 
Oh, yeah, man. Spouse can become an oh, idol. Oh, yeah, man. Serving at church can become an idol. It can. Work. How do we sort that out? We've got to quiet our hearts, slow down, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, let God work. Now, I want to give you the best news ever. God so loved you. His love for you was so radical that he sent his son, Jesus, Jesus, this historical figure that we have hospitals because of him. We have adoption because of him. We have in God we trust because of him. We have orphanages because of him. We have equality between men and women at levels like we never would have had historically because of him. Yep. We have science. Because and of the him. discovery of new things because of him. We have a calendar that revolves around him. Mm-hmm. His name is Jesus. He not only came as a master teacher, he's the savior of the world. He paid the price for us missing the mark that could not be bridged. The fact is we were born with free will. It got us nowhere. The scripture preserved Especially the canonization, that means the bringing together of these books. When you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you find this incredible picture of a Jesus who made strident claims. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father. So John 3.16 says, the Father so loved the world that he sent him. No one goes to the Father apart from him. But he made it. He made it so simple, not easy, simple. Those are two different things. And I want you to count the cost today. It requires one thing, a heart that has been prepped, irrigated, and transformed by God that allows you by his grace to turn around. Jesus said, repent, follow me, repent, repent. It means to turn around. All that means is this. You're born on this broad path. You got your back to God. He's behind you. Imagine that right now. You're born on this broad path. But throughout your life, haven't you, if you look back right now sober-mindedly, can't you look at times when God's been tapping and he's been saying, come this way? And I don't know why it's this moment right now, but for you it is. Whoever believes in him will not perish. You will not die, but you will have everlasting life. Belief is an awesome word. In this sense, it means to put your total trust in that one who who can save. And you're saying, Jesus, I, I give you my life today. If that's you, you're saying today, I'm ready to give you my life. I'm ready to turn around. I'm ready to admit I have sin in my life courageous. That's that courageous move to admit your need for a savior because you have sin in your life. That's where real men are born. That's where real women are born. That's where kids now have a shot at life. And I'm inviting you into it today. I want you to pray with me. You can do this with your eyes open driving down the road right now. Jesus, I believe, and I'm willing to admit I need someone to save me. I give you my life. I turn around. I don't want my back to you anymore. Tell him that. Thank you for reaching into my soul. 
Thank you for changing me today. I give you praise. Tell him that. I give you thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that's you, and you are on a narrow path that Jesus will keep you on. And according to this book in the New Testament called Philippians, chapter 1, verse 6, he who began this work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And we want to help you on this brand new path that you're on. So if that's you, just text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. Welcome to 312-274-9624. You're going to get an auto reply that has uh, some information and some next steps. We want to hear a life change story from you today, Boom Crew. And it revolves around this. Your life was going nowhere. Time was running out. You had that sense of, man, am I wasting my life? And that's what caused you to turn to Jesus. The only place where you find meaning, purpose, direction, fulfillment. You knew you were wasting your life. You turned to Jesus. 312-274-9624. Yeah, just text the word welcome if you're following Jesus today. 312-274-9624. Nine six two four, and welcome to the family. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew as we help you take your next step with Jesus. You're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from five to nine a.m. Godspeed.